The reading is from Psalm 19. It's on page 510 in the Church Bibles. God's glory in creation and the law. To the leader, a psalm of David. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can detect one's own errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Thank you very much. Let's pray together. Indeed, as we've heard and read, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So today, as we've heard, is Bible Sunday. And today in the talk, we're thinking about this question. How does the Bible grow your faith? How does the Bible grow your faith? And today, a little bit different, we'll have a shorter talk, 10 minutes or so, you can set your timer, and then we'll hear from different people in the church about them and how does the Bible grow their faith. So we'll begin, in a sense, with the theory in this psalm, and then we'll think about tools that different people use to help them grow in their faith and how the Bible does that. So... The Bible and Bible Sunday. I'm conscious today that there'll be some people who absolutely love the Bible and as Christians are wanting to get into it more and more. I heard from one person in the congregation this week just saying they'd love to get into the Bible more. I'm sure that's some of us here today, which is wonderful. I'm sure that there are some of us here, though, if we're honest, we find the Bible quite difficult. We don't know quite how to understand it. We don't know where to go with it. We're not sure what to do. And we get a bit confused and find it challenging. There'll be others of us, I think, today, whether we'd say we're Christians or not, that actually the Bible sits at home on a dusty shelf and we don't really engage with it. This is the one point in the week 
when the Bible for you is heard and read. And I think the stats show that actually that's very common for many of us. So I'm conscious I speak today that that will be a mixture of all of us. And let me in on a little secret. I might have one of these things on today, but those three things, sometimes loving it, sometimes finding it difficult, sometimes on a dusty shelf, they are all three of me, sometimes in the same week. So we come to this psalm today, Psalm 19. How does the Bible grow faith? That's what we're thinking about. And I wonder if you notice how the psalm splits into two. We're going to focus on a couple of verses, but the psalm begins with all these words about word and speech and declaring and knowledge. And what's it say? It says, when you go outside, when you see the sunshine, when you look up to the heavens, when you see creation and all that God has made, that is speaking. That is communicating something. The heavens, verse 1, are telling the glory of God. In other words, everything in this world speaks, communicates, declares, displays something about God. Day to day, verse 2, for speech. Verse 3, there is no speech, there are no words. In other words, everywhere this communication is happening. People have called this the book of nature or creation. But on Bible Sunday, I want us to focus not on the fact that God is speaking everywhere and at all times through his creation... I want us to, think, us to think about the Bible and how that grows faith. And that, verse 7, until verse 10 or 11, is through God's word. Did you hear what it said? This is where we want to camp out today. Verse 7 and verse 8. I'd like to pick out three things about the Bible that grows our faith. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, That's the first thing. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. That's going to be the second thing. And the third thing, verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The law of the Lord, the decrees of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, it'll go on to talk about the commandments of the Lord. It's all different ways of talking about God's word, about the Bible and what it does in our life. The first thing it does, verse 7, is revive the soul, refresh the soul in other versions. Remember in the, in the Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, what does he do? He refreshes my soul. Well, here David, the same writer, says what God does, refresh us, revive us, restore us, the Bible does. Do you remember those sweets? I tried to buy one, genuinely, this morning, but the good shop I went to was closed. It was rare on a Sunday, isn't it? But there we are. The refresher. Do you remember the refresher? Well, that's what the Bible claims to be able to do. That's how it grows faith. And if, if, if we need refreshment, if we need reviving, if we need restoring, the logic is, left to ourselves, we are struggling. The idea here is that if you want to be all that you were made to be, if you want to have your whole person and identity, your soul, the thing that makes you, you, if you want that to be healthy and alive and living, then the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord, does what? It refreshes the soul. It brings restoration. And sometimes for us as Christians, we might know that in a flash, a moment where God's word comes to us and strikes us and speaks to us and restores us, refreshes us, revives us. But probably for lots of us, it's a steady drip, 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 isn't it? If if our whole self is going to be renewed and restored, it doesn't tend to happen in a moment, does it? But that's the first thing God's word promises to do, refresh us, restore us. The second thing, verse 7, second half of the verse, the decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. Picture an owl. 
You might not be a Sheffield Wednesday fan, but for a moment, picture an owl. The wise owl, that's what it's called, isn't it? Well, apparently, the Word of God promises to build your faith by making wise the simple. Now, I think the only person who can say they're simple here today is someone called Simon. Simple Simon met the pieman. I can't remember how it all goes, but the story goes that Simon is simple. In the Bible, especially in Proverbs, the word simple is used many times. It's not someone who has a low IQ. It's not even someone who has a low emotional intelligence. It's for someone who is easily led astray. Often in the Bible, it's it's pictured someone who is a youth, who could go this way or that way, who could be easily deceived. But the Bible says, actually, we're all like that. And the Bible promises, secondly, to make wise the simple. Think about 10 years ago, 15 years ago for a moment. Think about the photos of you, and there'll be happy memories, but think about those photos where you look at it and you think, oh my goodness, what was that haircut? What were those fashions? What was I wearing? And then think back 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, when you thought you were wise, but now with the hindsight and the benefit of wisdom, you might be 15, you might be 55, but 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you look back and you think, did I really think that? Did I really act like that? Well, think about yourself in 20 years' time, in the future, the Lord gives us another 20 years' time, when in 20 years' time your future self looks back at you now, presumably based on that logic that sometimes we look back in life and think, did I think like that? Then that means today we are simple. Today, if I can put it this way, I'm looking out and I'm speaking to you as a fool. And the Bible promises wisdom. Wisdom to live rightly. It's not about being clever. Do you know the old saying? Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit bowl. Wisdom is living rightly. It's the fear of the Lord. It's living rightly before God and others. I look back in my life, particularly sort of university times, things like that, the harm I did to myself, the harm I did to others. But the Bible... The words of God promise to bring wisdom to us. Not only refresh and restore our soul, wisdom. Finally, thirdly, the precepts of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. It's lovely that in the Psalms, Psalm 104, when it talks about what brings joy to the heart, do you know what it says? Glass of wine. Wine brings joy to the heart. But here, what does it say? The Bible. Scripture itself brings joy to the heart. I wonder when you last had that awareness of the joy of what God's word brings to you maybe the joy of knowing that you belong to another that you are made by another that who you are and your identity is not what you create for yourself it's spoken to you you're made you're made in his image you're loved I wonder when the last time the joy of the Lord was your strength when the joy of salvation when the joy of Jesus' love for you, perhaps when you've seen afresh something of your own failures and frailty has broken in. I wonder the last time in tears and in great sorrow and struggle you've still known something in that dark place, maybe even today, of the joy of the Lord. That is what God's word promises us. So much so, verse 10, that more to be desired is God's word than gold. I thought about having a £20 note just stuck here today and seeing, you know, first come, first serve, take it. More to be desired than gold. Our problem, if I can put it this way, my problem is I don't always believe this. 
I don't always experience the joy of Scripture coming to me. I don't always experience the benefit of God making wise, simple Simon. I don't always experience the benefit of God's words restoring and refreshing and reviving me. But in our best moments, at church, at home group, on our own, we know that. And today is simply an encouragement to take God at his word and to taste and see that the Lord is good. It's interesting, this song, almost a love song, a poetry about God and his word and how he speaks to us. Well, in another famous song in the Old Testament from Moses, right at the end of his life, these three words about God's word, that God's word is perfect, that God's word is sure, that God's word is right, are all described of God. Here is what it says, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, the song of Moses, the rock, that is the Lord, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and right is he. You might even hear an old chorus in your head if you know that one. So that's something of the theory of how God's word grows, builds faith. What I'd love to do now is invite up Jill, Catherine, Will and Daniel to hear a little bit about what they do and then we're going to have a chance around the church to explore some different ways we could engage with the Bible. So come on up and we'll hear from you. So it's very kind of these guys to come and speak. First up, I think, and it's on the screen, Brian, if we can. That would be great. Thank you very much. First up is Will and Daniel. This should work. So, Will, you and Daniel use a certain resource. How does this resource help grow your faith? Um, well, we use, as you can see on the screen, we use Lectio 365, um, and we wanted to make sure that we actually read the Bible every day, or if, if we could. And so why we found this really helpful, we started it this year, is it's simple, it's really simple to use. You can either listen to it or read it or do both, so it's really accessible. It's short, each devotional is less than 10 minutes. There's one in the morning and one in the evening, but you can just do one or do both or do neither. Um, It really helps you to meditate on the scriptures. Its focus is reading a scripture, it's usually on there twice, and then asking the Holy Spirit to bring it alive to you. So it really encouraged contemplation, meditation, and we found that really helpful. And it really does just encourage you to ensure that each day you pick up the Bible, hopefully twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. Daniel sometimes joins joins with me for the evening one, don't you? I enjoy the evening one because it is nice and calming, and uh, I like the relaxing music because it's nice to meditate too. Yeah, the evening one has has music. The, The morning one doesn't. Brilliant. Now, someone even said earlier, I won't say who, they like Lectio 365, it's nice to help them fall asleep. So there we are. It's another benefit if you want to. Thank you very much. So we've heard from Will and Daniel. You'll be able to go and explore that in a minute. Next up, Brian, if we can have the next one on the screen. Knowing you, Jesus. Jill, tell us about this one. How does this help grow your faith and engage with the Bible? Before I talk about this book, just to say for me particularly, I like to... Um, engage with the Bible by scribbling all over it, which sounds awful, doesn't it? But, but, you know, I often just will print off a section of the Bible and then write my own commentary, things that it hits me, things that mean something to me, things where I want to learn from. So that engaging the Bible rather than just reading it. Um, and this book has just been published um, and I, I was sent a, co- a special copy because two of the authors are good friends of mine. But what it does is particularly focuses on Jesus. So obviously the Gospels particularly give us the story of the life of Jesus. So this is 
365 readings from the life of Jesus and then commentaries by different people, including my two friends, Jenny and Melinda. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like I have then, have stood, considered that passage and thought about it and written about it. So I've started doing this and I've started scribbling in the book too because <laughs> it's my way of interacting with the Bible. Brilliant, thank you. Do you want to pass it to Catherine? Thank you so much. And Catherine, same question. How does the Bible grow your faith? Tell us about Bible in one year. Um, in 2 Timothy 3.16, it talks about all scripture is God-breathed and useful. And taking that literally, I thought, well, in that case, I really ought to read the whole Bible, not just my favorite bits. And I, did, I gave, had two failed attempts, and I just gave up. And a friend of mine uh, recommended the Bible in a Year app, um, which gets downloaded onto your, either your phone or your iPad or whatever device you like. Um, every day, it comprises three pieces of scripture. One is from the, a piece from Psalms or Proverbs. One is new te- works its way through the New Testament. And the third piece is from the Old Testament, uh, each with a commentary, brief commentary, and a prayer. And for me, I found that really helpful in, first of all, that it gave me a, a more of an understanding of the whole Bible, Um, It also, for me, helped me see that whatever's going on in our lives or in the world, God is there and he has a plan. And thirdly, and I've done this um, particular uh, study for several years now, regularly um, I look at the passage and there is something in there where it really feels as though God is speaking to me on this, that particular day about something either in my own life or in the life of my family or those around me. So I really feel that he does speak to me through it. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. And there is a book. If an app sort of thinks, oh, I'm not sure I want to use a phone and things like that, there is a book. Uh, I use it sometimes, sometimes the app. So if you want that, that will be on the table as well. The last one, Brian, if we will. Do you want to have something? I was yeah. just going to say, someone showed me the book and I thought, that's far too big for me. <laughs> And then lastly, um, I thought I'd share something for little children. It says for four to ten-year-olds. We use it with Rosanna. Um, She's 18, 19 months old, and I still love it, and I'm almost 40. So I reckon you could say from one to 40, um, but even older would enjoy it. This is beautiful. 44 stories from start to end of the Bible, all showing how they all point to Jesus. Do you remember Jesus saying, all the scriptures about me? This book is beautiful. You want to read that with a family just for yourself. It's absolutely lovely. That one. And then finally, last one... um, Church of England does its own, the daily prayer app, morning prayer, evening prayer, night prayer. Uh, You can have it as an app. There are books on the table as well. So if you want to have a real mix of Bible, uh, if you have the app, you can hear uh, some of the the Psalms and scriptures sung to you, which is beautiful. Rosanna and I often enjoy that in the morning. She's getting very good at saying amen at the right time. Um, So any age is lovely for that. And that, you can either have the book, that'll be on the table at the back, or the app. So there we are. There's five different resources. What I'd love us to do is go to one of the tables and go and have a listen, have an explore, find out a little bit more. We'll have about five minutes for that, and then we'll come back together. If you really don't want to get up from your seat, then why don't you think, what has helped you grow in your own faith or ask someone next to you? Um, Where are these tables? I'll let you know. So Will and Daniel are going to be in the Mother's Union just here, thinking about Lectio 365 with Will and Daniel. Gillian will be here, looking at knowing you, Jesus, just down by the flags. Catherine will be right at the back with the Bible in one year, and then I will be just on the side, something for the one-year-olds, 
something for the real Anglicans daily prayer. Five minutes, go and have a look, go and have an explore. What could help you grow your own faith through the Bible? Over to you, five minutes. Let's give these ones a round of applause. Thank you very much. As we finish, let me encourage you maybe to take one new thing. Maybe it's something from Psalm 19. Maybe it's one of the uh, resources. And um, if you want to go back to them at the end of the service and have a look at a different one, please feel free to do that as, as well. Again, thank you again to Will and Daniel, to Jill and to Catherine. But I hope there's something there for all of us to take away. As I finish, let me pray those words that we read from Psalm 19. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, may for each one of us we know more and more of the reality that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, that the decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple, and that the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Work in us, we pray, to make this our experience, that we would more and more taste and see that the Lord is good. In Jesus' name, amen.